Welcome to the Battleground Wisconsin. My name is Matt Bruskin. I'm the Deputy Director here at Citizen Action of Wisconsin. And welcome to another spring Wisconsin day, which we record here on Thursday. It is it's vintage Wisconsin spring day, which means it looks just this side of winter. Robert Craig is with us. Robert, the Executive Director here at Citizen Action. Robert, good to have you. Greetings, everyone. We're also going to be joined by Tobita Chow. Tobita is going to talk more about an article on the American prospect around his position around China and uh, trying to keep an eye on Democrats in particular, but just politicians and uh, anti-China, China bashing and unproductive approaches to how we actually talk about China. Tobita, welcome back. Good to be back. Good morning. Jeez, we're going to have to make you a panelist, Tobita. This, I believe I was... <laughs> I just saw your um, article that we had you on to discuss about Ukraine just appeared this morning online on In These Times and shared it out and was like, well, what do you know? And we've got Tobita on today to pick up another strand of conversation that we have been talking about regularly with Tobita, actually. The Ukraine was a slight, slight uh, a different road. Tobita, we've had you on numerous times to talk about and, and bring to light when we see anti-China, bashing of China for political gain uh, that only plays into concerns around um, what is very legitimately a lot of uh, anti-Asian hate that's going on and the connection that you're trying uh, in, in light that uh, you at you and folks at uh, Justice is Global are trying to bring to this issue. Tell us more about this because we, we had you on specifically because the American prospect took issue with what you were saying, or at least was trying to push back and suggesting that you were being, you know, overly broad in terms of accusing, um, in this case, uh, Tim Ryan from Ohio of being anti-Asian. Tell us more about what their essentially what their argument is and, you know, why why you think it, it, it falls very short. Yeah. Uh, so Congressman Tim Ryan is running for U.S. Senate in Ohio, uh, and he ran an ad uh, 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 an ad spot on uh, TV and social media. Uh, the main point of this ad is to uh, blame China for all the problems facing workers in Ohio and to sell himself as the one who's gonna take on China on behalf of Ohio workers. Um, and this ad uh, faced immediate and severe criticism um, from a number of organizations uh, and leaders, uh, many of them uh, Asian American groups and leaders uh, two big arguments uh, about the ad are first that um, it uh, feeds uh, anti-Asian racism, um, which uh, has been a growing trend uh, in the past couple of years. Uh, and second, that it's a self-defeating uh, messaging strategy that it actually plays into the messaging strategy um, of the Republican Party. Um, and uh, this article in the American Prospect uh, took on the argument um, about racism um, and claimed that uh, those those arguments that the ad uh, would have a racist impact are overblown. Um, I did not find those arguments uh, compelling. Uh, I thought there's also some distortion of the claims uh, from some of the, the critics um, claiming that uh, uh, we're engaging in apologetics on behalf of the Chinese government. Um, that I think that's a, just a, a very uncharitable interpretation of what we were saying. Toby, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come right back and dive into the details of this. Uh, you're listening to the Battleground Wisconsin. 
Welcome back to the Battleground Wisconsin. Folks, we're talking with Tobita Chow with Justices Global. Uh, Robert, I want to give you an opportunity to come in and ask a question and uh, dive into what Tobita laid out. Hey, Toby, I'm glad you're doing this and, and bring this to light and trying to, trying to make democratic politics and progressive politics more consistently progressive. Um, I can understand it's Robert Cutton who wrote this article or, or Tim Ryan, the congressman, where, where they're coming from. I just think we need to get to higher ground. And that is, you know, they're frustrated that this globalized corporate economy that is devastated working class people in Ohio, you go to a Youngstown, uh, that it's driven in part by a very powerful visceral dog whistle politics on race and immigration and other matters, which to, to divide the working class along racial lines, right? And so the allure here is, is that it's hard to make economic arguments that are compelling or to explain how the whole economy was taken over by an alliance of, of politicians of both parties who were taking the campaign cash and, uh, and the capital leads to this country. That's hard to explain the economic transitions that have included that have just undercut work, the working class and done the race for the bottom are hard to explain, but it gives the same visceral oomph if you say, and it's China, right? But what they're not really coping with is, is that when you invoke that emotion, that even if they're making, like Kuttner says, this argument about the economy, the fact, why does it, why does it powerful just to throw up China or say China without explanation or show a picture, threatening picture of the, of, you know, the central government in Beijing or some other scene with the red flags flying. The only reason it's visceral is because it taps into the same othering kind of rage, right? To blame the other. And that has consequences here for Asian Americans, a, a, a very large and important part of, the, of our community, it has consequences for us around the world because it encourages a huge arms race to try to encircle China or contain it, which prevents us from getting the money to do what we need to do to create a prosperous America. And quite frankly, independent of those specific effects, it just builds a kind of right-wing emotion that actually fuels fascism. In other words, it's like the Democrats who want to prove they're better on taxes or crime than Republicans. It's what Truman said. People will take the genuine article. And I think Kuttner and others need to, as you know, kind of tempting as it is to try to get the same level of emotion as the right, to understand that they are actually, they're using a dog whistle. And that that's the only reason you can just throw a chain on a 30 second ad and it has an emotional impact. And they, and by the way, I'd also say outsourcing is more than going to China. It's more than going to the rest of the world. It's a lot of the outsourcing is here to non-union non, to, to non parts of the South or in the Milwaukee area, getting the jobs out to the suburbs and then making it the kind of manufacturing plants that can be quickly unassembled and moved to make sure there can never be a union. So there's, it, and it goes way beyond China. And I think I'll close on this. Yeah, China has exploited the situation. It's not a, it's not a, not a great regime. Uh, but the fact is, is that they didn't have the power to move our jobs over there. American corporations moved the jobs over there, right? That's the real motive factor. And so really it was a, uh, an alliance between the two. Why do we only talk about one side of it? And politicians like Bill Clinton went along, 
right? Anyway, this, this is really bipartisan. But anyway, just to the point of, don't you think that this really is a dog whistle and that's the problem and the repercussions are just, are, are very anti-progressive and illiberal? Yeah, I, I think that is uh, exactly right. Uh, the reason the reasons why it feels like a powerful message is that it is tapping into uh, these power, powerful sentiments that are um, nationalistic and, and xenophobic um, and uh, can be deeply felt and feel politically powerful. Um, but when you tap into that stuff, what you're doing is you're feeding these fundamentally uh, right-wing uh, political sentiments. And um, uh, uh, communications researchers uh, did a round of, of testing uh, back in 2020 on a very similar uh, messaging strategy, the messaging strategy that was coming out of the Democratic Party. Uh, they tested some ads uh, that uh, used a, a, a message of um, attacking Trump uh, on his COVID response and accusing Trump of being uh, too close to or too soft on China in his COVID, uh, his COVID response. Um, and what they found is that uh, that messaging strategy, they tried a few different versions of it uh, in this research, um, it actually backfired uh, by pushing conflicted voters uh, away and towards Trump. And the explanation for why that happens is that um, even though you're presenting this anti-China narrative in the context of an ad that's attacking Trump, what it does is it feeds uh, these blame China tough on China um, narratives. And then once people get convinced of that, they look for the candidate who's gonna to be tough on China. And of course that pushes them to Trump. Um, it's, that is not terrain where Democrats can really compete with Republicans effectively. So, Toby, one of the reasons I love your work and, uh, and I think it's so centrally important is and why we're gonna have, I, I'm afraid we're gonna have you on too often because it's, it's we need to call it out when it happens. And we had you on before when Alex Lazary ran a similar ad. And so uh, folks, we can reference that if you want. But the reason I think this work is so important, we're super committed here at CIS in Action and have been for over two years now doing, you know, trying to do a form of canvassing and engagement with voters that actually takes on the othering, takes on the, the demonizing of immigrants, um, race baiting and actually engages people in those conversations to deal with the othering, to try and break down the power of the othering and get people to see the humanity of others. Because I'm, it's the only way we're going to build a, a durable, lasting, progressive movement that can actually govern in this country. And if we don't get serious about that, that's, and that's got to be a long-term effect, right? You, if folks think the redistricting maps are depressing, and they are, because that could be 10 years, this battle, this is a, a lifetime battle. And if we don't start getting serious about it and demanding our candidates understand that they can't do this, you know, we're just going to keep losing. Um, so I, I see the parallels, Toby, when we go out and try to have conversations about health care. And we tell them, well, what if immigrants are going to get access to the healthcare? And they go nuts, right? Like this plays into all of that. And it empowers that kind of thinking. Um, and we have to be working diligently to break it down because our governing prospects demand it. Toby? 
Yeah, I think that's uh, exactly right. Um, it's uh, like, you know, so like I said, there's two arguments here. One is about how this feeds uh, anti-Asian racism. And, uh, you know, that's against our political principles. It's not the right thing to do. Um, but it's more than that. It's, more, it's not just about right and wrong. It's about what is strategic and what we need to do in order to win. And um, uh, this is a case. It's one of many cases uh, where uh, there's an argument about principle and, like, what's the morally right thing to do. Um, but that lines up perfectly with just, like, what is the strategic, practical, uh, effective uh, thing for us to do? Um, and uh, those two arguments are on the same side uh, on this one. I, I just say that it's a higher level. It's a more of a three-level chess. In other words, maybe you could win a particular race on it, but you can't win. We can't build a progressive America with these kind of emotions. And so you were talking about the short-term impact just not working against Trump. But even if it did work, uh, it backfires. And it, what it, it, the other thing I want to mention is it's an aversion as well, because we know populism is the best message, but the way to do the populism is to point at the people, the billionaires in this country who did all this and doing China as a way not to do that, right? And not to, and that That's doesn't it. lead you to the solution, right? Which is actually rebalancing our country using the power of our democracy. Yeah, this is critical. Um, so Republicans are on this uh, big push to rebrand themselves, the party of the working class. There are strategy memos about this. Um, and that ought to seem uh, like a fool's errand because this is the party that has always promoted pro-corporate anti-worker legislation that has opposed across the board any pro-worker legislation. In the current Congress, uh, they have opposed um, every element of uh, Biden's uh, very bold pro-worker agenda, uh, raising the minimum wage, um, making it easier for workers to organize a union. Uh, they've opposed the job creation provisions in the Build Back Better uh, package. Um, all of these are very powerful pro-worker policies and Republicans have, uh, uh, as a block, opposed every one of them. Uh, this is the party of the bosses. This is the party of corporate power. Um, and they work with corporate lobbies to defeat any measure that uh, could shift wealth and power away from corporations and to the working class. Um, so how can they possibly imagine that they can now position themselves as the party of the working class? Uh, they're very explicit about this. Um, scapegoating China for the problems facing US workers is a key part of that strategy. If they can convince voters to blame China rather than the corporate lobbies and the, the politicians in league with them for the problems facing US workers, then they can win and claim uh, the, the brand of the party of the working class. So there, there you have it, folks. This is immorally wrong. It sparks hate, which is very real and impacts people directly every day in this country. It is strategically wrong for us to be doing this to try to build the kind of movement and the kind of country we want. Tabita Chow, thank you so much for taking the time to join us and for writing this article and making sure that we have this debate um, uh, in, in this country, but also within the Democratic Party, broadly speaking, the progressive movement, too. Thank you, Tabita. Thank you. With that, folks, we got to wrap up. We'll see you next week. The Battleground, Wisconsin.